Hi, Carlos. What's up? How are you? Man, I'm good. I'm good. This is. I'm excited for episode eight. Are we gonna tie? Are we gonna mention every episode at the start of the episode that this is the episode number that we're on? I'm down for it now because I feel like it's easy to track. But when we get to like, this is episode one twenty six. No, I think I'm super excited. This is episode 126. Can you believe we've done 125 episodes? This is the 126th episode. I mean, I look forward to that day. I mean, it'll be 2020. Well, but 21. That's and that's fine. And that's that. I think I think what what podcasters end up doing is they end up doing introductions before the actual episode starts. So they're like, welcome to Moaka Media episode 257. And today, George and Carlos have so-and-so on as a guest and talking about this and that. And It seems like and, a very fancy produced podcast. Yeah, they probably yeah. have like distribution and contracts yeah. and um, all those things yeah, that's, that's gonna that be us. we're working on as we speak. Exactly. That's going to be yeah. us. By episode 257, we will definitely we'll have be production there. deals. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I'm counting on it. Absolutely. You know, your blind faith in, in us is, um, what's the word? Reassuring. Okay. And I've told you this before. Yeah. Because I have a tendency of wanting to get carried away with like all of my hopes and dreams. But then I also have like a... Um, almost like a detrimental level self, I um, mean, a level of like self, uh, what's the word? Um, realness or reality where it's like, it's not going to happen. Hmm. Yeah, or well, the likelihood is like the chips are stacked against you. The odds of that happening are like, you know, very, very, very slim. And so, which that voice sounds like my parents together chimed in together. Yeah. Like blended as yeah, one, as one, like in concert at the same time. <laughs> My father down here and my mom up here, which is kind of my voice. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I have like I've had like I've it, I can th- I can I can think of more than one occasion where I've gone to my parents with like this is the thing I really want to do, and my parents like I mean that's a great idea, son, but you know the likelihood of that ever happening is you know zero. To, and my dad hits me with some like really just, you know, negative statistic. Like it's not going to happen. Like but never saying that's not going to happen, <laughs> but just being, you know, playing the odds. Like, you know, you have better odds of winning the lotto and those are like one in 10,000 million. Mark, mark, mark. And it's like, oh. So yeah, so when I hear you say like, yes, it's going to happen and you like sending it out into the world and calling it back and using all of those like positive um reinforcement words i just get very happy to hear that well i because i do think it and i have to just like i really constantly like am um having to pull myself back but it's like why am i pulling myself back like why am i impeding my own positive growth my own success well i think that it's i can't believe is that like, do you think that's self-sabotage? I mean, now we're going into like mental health shit. No, I, I, I think that everybody finds, okay, how do I explain This has been on my mind a lot, so I'm happy you brought it up. Like, how do I balance um, a positive self-talk with um, realistic expectations? I guess is kind of what we're getting at here, right? Right, okay. Well, and we really just went dove right into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, so like about wow. my blind faith. Uh, let's go. Let's go there, and then we'll then we'll or blind yeah, optimism. Blind, maybe it's blind, blind optimism. You know. Yeah, I mean, 
for me, what I've experienced with this podcast and and one other project that I'm involved in, and is that I in I am obviously I you guys know I'm 40 years old. In 40 years, or at least in my adult life, I've never been so excited and passionate about a project, and that. I'm, I feel relieved because, don't get me wrong, I love mental health, obviously. I love psychology. But I never felt like this. I always treated it like, okay, I'm naturally good at this and I can make a career out of it, which takes care of, you know, livelihood, you know, your, 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 your needs, your basic needs and supporting a family and things like that. And, and, and I'm happy to say that I enjoy what I do. But there, you know, but as far as like this, like, like passion projects, you know, it's taken me 40 years to get to something like this that I feel so great about. And then what, what creates that blind optimism is when you look at other successful uh, influencers, right? The, the one thing they all have in common, which is something you and I talked about last podcast is consistency. Yeah. Right. And so if if the passion is there and you you really love what you're doing, then you're going to naturally be consistent and work hard at it. And and that is only going to lead to good things. It might take some longer than others, but it will it will happen. And that's that's why I ha- that's why I feel you know, very, I have that blind optimism as you call it. Right. Because my self-talk is the following. We have to stay consistent. Yeah. Things are going to happen, right? You and I are going to disagree at one point. There's things where we have to get past that. You know, we have to always make sure that you and I are a team. We're in this together. And just like any other type of, you know, friendship, relationship, business partnership, you know, there's going to be moments of disagreement. And the key is to get past that and use that to make us stronger to stay consistent you see and and i think that i truly believe that you know by the by episode 100 we're going to be we're going to be at a very different place and you know well, I, I, we're already I, national yes based we on are our metrics based on our based on our metrics and international as well oh really yeah australia sweden shout out to the land down under yeah 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 uh, sweden where else? Yeah, there's uh, the UK. Uh, yeah, there's people listening to us. Very cool. It is very cool. It is very cool. So, and and they're listening to the entire episode, so they have no issues with the way we speak. <laughs> I mean, my Miami accent right. reads through. That's I don't know. good. You know, my super Miami accent. Super Miami, supposedly. bro. <laughs> <laughs> so blind optimism. So so the 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 positive self-talk balancing it with reality is is i think is that is that saying okay this could happen this could be a real thing this can grow to this you know has this great potential to grow to all these you know great levels Mm -hmm. but it's not always going to be a walk in the park so that's why it's the consistency part isn't there a saying somewhere now I forgot how it goes. I, I, it was some in the fitness world of, or in the nutrition world where it's like, uh, the, 
sometimes the 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 motive the motivation might die out but it's the passion that keeps you going or the cons- i don't know the consistency is what wins at the end of the day something like that anyway but that's uh, i think consistency is a big word here and and i balance the positive self-talk with reality like that like knowing that there's going to be hurdles we, you know we get over them and we move forward yeah i agree with that i guess the part where i have a tendency i'm at the tendency of getting stuck is with the consistency which is what that's my focus like i like i get really really hot about things very very soon and then like it just dies out which is that's also like my fitness like i go out of the gate really quickly and then i end up like losing um like my endurance capacity so i end up having to take like big breaks and so it's funny how like those two mirror each other um so if i can bang out a project really quickly um and it's like over and done, I can move on to the next one. It's usually very, very successful. But those like long term, um, like grinding, kind of like you got to stick with it, got to stick with it, have a tendency to just kind of fall by the wayside. Yeah, or that's they don't natural. Ma- I, don't, I don't max out. I don't know. If I, I would, this would require like a, 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 like a deeper level of introspection that I'm willing to do on this podcast. And that is that like, I'm not exactly sure like what that is about me. And I don't know if it's like something that's been like ingrained in me because of the way that I was raised or is it just some like, I don't know if it's like a nurture or a nature thing, but I'm good at like, I'm good under pressure. I'm good. Um, with like, like in a crisis almost or like in a, where where there's a lot of things that are happening very, very quickly. I have a tendency of finding my focus very fast um, and all that energy goes zoom directly into that into that moment. And that moment can be like in a mo- in a in a work crisis moment where decisions have to be being very, very quickly um, because of, you know, because of things that are going on or things that will be happening. Um, so being able to like manage crisis at work is I'm something I'm that I'm very confident in my ability. Um, also like, I think that draws into, I've seen that play out like athletically in my ability to like go to like a weightlifting meet, like a national level weightlifting meet and be able to lock in and, um, be able to perform when it's time to perform. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, absolutely. hundred percent. So there's some correlation in that there, um, where I can, there's a correlation between, I feel like those two, um, those two different, very different, um, places in life Sure. where, but the, the thinking or the actions or the stressor or like whatever that, um, stimulus, that it is must be something similar where it allows me to thrive as opposed to crumble. Sure. Like also cause people I've seen people crumble around me and in those, I have to under pressure. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And it's, it's, it's really funny because I, I, I do have, uh, I do suffer from a certain level of anxiety, but it's been, it's really, um, it's interesting because I'll be anxious worrying about long-term things, but in moments where I've been in, you know, a really heated situation or a heightened situation, I actually focus and I'm not anxious. Have you ever procrastinated something to the point where it's like, now you're very anxious about, you know, the fact that it's very due or past due. And then you just use that anxiety and pressure to deliver, you know, a successful product. And you almost like end up relying on that. That becomes kind of like your go-to. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, all that. We all, I, I mean, we do, we've all we, done well, that, we've right? All, we've all done it. We've all done it. And the thing is that the, the way you stick to, 
the way you stay consistent in a long-term goal is to challenge yourself on the short-term goals. And that's the thing is, is that we lose, we sometimes have our sights so focused on the big picture and the end product that we don't honor the process sometimes. And there's a lot of opportunities to create those intense moments where we focus and we function at our best to achieve short-term goals that will lead you to the long-term goals. So for example, right? Um, and no, this isn't... I it, mean, I guess you can't always be in that like anxious place and expect no, to always perform in that from that same level of like pressure, anxiety, um, and relying on that kind of energy to be able to produce. Because, I mean, it's, uh, it's very short-lived. And it's unhealthy. It's super unhealthy. Very unhealthy. And a lot of people do it. And, and a lot of people function that way. I mean, and that's why you have to train both like the long, like from a physical standpoint, you have to be able to do both like the, the, the long time domain workouts, you know, those 35 to four, those 30 to 45 minute, um, workouts where we're just at a low, you know, BPM, but nonstop moving what they call like zone one, like being able to be good at that as well as be able to be like super explosive in like a, you know yeah and when you're able to bring those two worlds together in your life i get that then that's where success comes in you know like this so uh, this hurricane um we we have a hurricane that's heading in our no we don't oh no we're out of the cone of death out of the cone of death (laughs) we woke up i went to sleep i was in the cone i woke up not in the cone that's right i was actually still awake when we got out of the cone we should celebrate with cones ice cream cones oh no that's the only kind of cone that i wanted okay okay Okay. I'm staying away. I'm staying away from. I'm, no, no, no. Yes, maybe later. I don't know. We'll see. Are we okay? Yeah, no. So finish your point because uh, no, we got hurricane talk to talk yeah, about. Yeah. So the so the the so we have this hurricane. So it was very easy for me to say, "Hey, George, we're not going to be able to record." You know, uh, because everybody gets really worked up. Like you, if you're not in Miami right now, or if you're not in Florida right now, or if you have if you don't have experiences with hurricanes. The anticipation gets the best of people, and people, and and you know the civil the civilized version of 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 humanity starts to you know dissipate and starts to kind of get compromised, and you see some really ugly shit like people at the at the store like battling for water, people at the gas stations like battling for their space to like make sure they get gas, and 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 everybody's me 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 me, and it's it is a little it's a little sad and disappointing, but anyway. The the anticipation of a hurricane really gets people worked up to the point where the hurricane is three days away. And, you know, there was a, a, a moment, there was a moment, probably like a minute where I'm like, maybe I should just text George and, you know, let's not do the podcast. But then that's the opposite of what you should do. You should be like, no, no, we definitely need to record because we, ha- you know, if we have an opportunity to, you know, while we still have electricity, well, we're out of the cone now, but in that, in that moment when I was thinking, while we still have electricity, we still have the ability to do it. It's still nice enough outside where you can drive to my, you know, drive to my house and yeah. record. Let's just get it done. So then like that, the, the, the reward is that the podcast will be up and ready regardless of what the hurricane hits or not. Correct. And those are the, those are the things that, you know, you, that help stay consistent, you know? Sure. Like when the mind, when, when you've got, um, outside sources, you know, driving, uh, 
you crazy because of this like 24 hour news cycle that we're in now. Um, and not only that, but just like the accessibility to information with our smartphones and you're constantly getting notifications that, you know, hurricane Dorian is now a category three, you know, this, I first hurricane Dorian came on my radar. I want to say earlier, uh, in the week, like I want to say sometime around like Wednesday. Yeah. Same here. So I'm at pub. I'm already at the grocery store doing like my normal grocery shopping and I went and, and then, it, you know, the forecasters started talking about Hurricane Dorian or Tropical Storm Dorian is like manifesting. So as I hear that, I'm like, you know what? Let me just let me just make sure that I buy a couple extra things um, in order for me to like get ahead of the of the crazies right. because the crazies will come. The crazies are in the crazies yeah. come out and it's always like, and it's the same. And it's like, there's this like, the, you know, the crazies for the, thankfully like we're pretty, I mean, having been through this enough times, like I've David and I have created systems in our house to alleviate a lot of the stress. So like we never have to go out and buy giant cases of water because we have our own, like we have like these emergency gallon, five gallon drums of water that, with the moment that you know we start to see that like the hurricane would be coming, those drums of water come out of our attic and they start to get filled up, and we like have you know I don't know like a hundred gallons of water. Good to already know. set up. Yeah. Good to know. All right. Yeah, you should buy them on Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. They're cheap. <laughs> I've they're seen like, them. I've they're seen so them. cheap and it's <laughs> so easy. And yes, it's a pain in the mat as a poly store if you don't have a lot of room, um, but it's hundred percent worth it. So not have to like deal with all that nonsense, you know. And so fine. And so we start to do that. And then David's like, oh, make sure you get gas in your car. And I'm like, it's like Thursday, it's like Wednesday. Like I'll, I'm, and I had half a tank at that point. It's no big deal. So the storm gets closer and starts getting closer. Anxiety starts to like build and build and build. The storm gets stronger and stronger and stronger. It goes from being a category one to now it's a category four. It's going to have, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's starting to slow down. All of the newscasters, all of the journalists, all of the weather people on, you know, on every media channel are like, this could be the worst thing that's ever happened to your life. Exactly. They this, make it sound like it's it's so apocalyptic. This could be catastrophic. And it's like, yeah, so can so can crossing the street. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You, know, you can cross the street. Listen, you might you like you might be on your way to buy some supplies and your ass gets fucking run over by a crazy person in a car. You have more chances of of like not making it through a hurricane, not because of the hurricane, but because of la locura. La of locura. The people on, on the streets. La locura. Yes. And so I didn't get gas. And so I was like down to like less than a quarter tank of gas yesterday. And I was you and like, me both. shit. And like, then I started like looking for gas stations and then there's no gas. Like people, the gas stations run out of gasoline and it's like, oh fuck, I fucked that up. So and did I. I was, I was in line for an hour yesterday. No, David, an hour and a half yesterday. Did, were you? See, I didn't even do that. I just got home and I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to like, I'm just going to, I'll take my bike. Hopefully, places. hopefully the Uber drivers filled Whatever. up. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have an answer for that. And David was like, I told you to get gas three days ago. And I'm like, I know. And you know what? I'm just not that person. And God love you. I'm sorry. I, you were right. I was wrong. There's nothing I can say about that. No, well, actually you were right. Cause now we're out of the cone of death and you, and we knew that well, the whole time. He, he was super sweet. He <laughs> went and got gas for me this morning. So I woke up with a full tank of gas. Now that's, Isn't that's that a magic? good man. That's a good man. Yeah. That is magic. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's that. I, I would. I would love that. <laughs> but that, like, it's that level of craziness that for me, that level of anxiety that like people, I guess it's like going, but like you almost like 
people feel they need to have that stress, that stimulus to have to like to do things, to act, to like accomplish things. Right. You know, when you were like, we need to put up our shutters. And like, here's the thing. When it comes to timelines, I, I'm I guess it's because of the work that I do that I'm very like aware of the timelines. And so I'm constantly looking to see when things are going to happen. Like not when I feel like things should happen, which is different. Like, when is the storm going to come? Like, we monitor the storm. Not for, I don't monitor the storm, not necessarily for, I mean, you do monitor for its track because you want to have an idea of, like, where it's going to hit and if you're going to be impacted. But for me, it's more of a when, the timing, you know. How um, much time do I have to do the things I need to do? Correct, because I don't want to necessarily do anything before I have to do it. Like, <laughs> Especially when it's 600 miles away. David wanted to, like, bring in all of the furniture from the outside into the house on Friday. And I was like, slow down, Poppy. It's supposed to get here, like, at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. So maybe Sunday, like, or, like, our Monday morning was supposed to arrive originally, right? And so I was like, we'll talk about it on Sunday when we wake up. Right. Yeah, because that stuff like that can't can wait. You know? Uh, yeah, stuff like that can wait. I... You know, people who were, I mean, God bless people who are like, we have to put up the shutters now. And I understand that maybe some things are, you know, there's details that, you know, you have to be able to mitigate. Like if you're a person who physically can't put up shutters and so, um, or you're, you, you know, you're a strong guy and if you've got family out there who can't do it and the only time you can do it is like three days before you go three days before and that's it. You know, that's, that's how you have to like manage all those tasks that you you know we have to manage david and i don't have that problem so that's it but like people who are like when you, i think you texted me like we have to put up shutters yeah like, we were going to i i want i really wanted to put up shutters because what's nice is the way we do it and it's not recommended and i actually i don't know if like people get fined or not we've never gotten fined but we put up the shutters if the storm comes during hurricane season and those shutters come up we don't put them back down until hurricane season is over the shutters stay up because this is it's a pretty big house and there's a lot of windows and each time to like go to the storage space bring the shutters over because we don't keep them here right to transport to put them up there's a lot of awkward spots to put them up it's really a big project and and so i was kind of secretly hoping we would put them up because then if because um, hurricane season doesn't end till November 30th. So I think last year, no, two years ago after Irma, we we didn't I think we brought them down like on Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. We brought them back down and we took them we took them off because then it's like when if another storm comes, we're already set and it's yeah. done. It's insane, though. The, and I say it's insane because it really doesn't make any sense. People go from this that that those feelings right so like the the preparedness the anxiety of leading up to the, the storm hitting is like last man standing you know apocalypse now chaos all of those things right and then you know we go through you know typically historically we go through the storm hitting you know the power goes out destruction happens or doesn't happen whatever we all come out of it and then it's fucking kumbaya all right george i think we're back so okay. So I don't know. We, we had a technical difficulty. There was there some, was te- yeah. Something. So the last the last part um, that where you were good is you said, and it's so true. We were talking about the hurricane and and how once it's all done, everything everybody's like this kumbaya. People go from losing their minds, you know, just giving a shit about themselves, to then 
oh my god, neighbors helping neighbors. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So that's where we were. Okay. Yeah. And it, and it's crazy because you you really do see the worst in people. I I am it sa- it, follows, it saddens me. It really does but sadden then it's me. Like the other the, the other side of that coin is you also end up like after the disaster happens, you see the best in people. So it's like we're not. I mean, I just you know. I, just, I don't know how you could reconcile both other than I guess that's what it's like to be. I mean, that's humanity, right? They literally like we're the best and the fucking worst. Yeah. And it, it, but like you said, it's probably like a like a penance type thing. Like, you know, like, oh, you know, maybe they subconsciously realized that they were a shitty person a couple days ago when they need when they thought their life was going to be over, you know, and and now it's like, oh, you know, now that the storm is over, the storm is not coming. Everybody's all of a sudden very peaceful. And it's very it's very aggravating. It's very aggravating because let me tell you, like I made I made the line for gas yesterday for an hour and a half. And I just saw that just people like and, and the thing is, is greed like this one guy, like he pops up in his car, the guy in front of me oh, pops up his trunk and he has like five of those. uh what, the, what do you call them? Those containers? Is for, for Are they actual gasoline containers? Yes. Because I've seen images of people literally filling up like pails. I know. It's awful. Can you believe that? Can you? Yes, the, I can it, believe because that. Because the, but the yes, smell, can. can't the smell be dangerous? How like do you to, transport a pail tra- of gasoline in your trunk people are of just your Toyota stupid, Corolla? Man. I know. I know. It's, it's so... It's, <laughs> I don't know. Don't know. People, I, I mean, riddle me that, yeah, Batman. No, like, I can't. I can't. How I, the fuck? Like those. I saw a picture, and I'm sure it was on one of those like only in date Instagram like accounts where you see a guy at a gas station filling up a like a paint bucket. Like you know when you yeah, go to Home yeah, Depot, like you get those Home orange paint bucket. buckets, yeah. or like the chalk buckets. Yeah, filling up that thing with gasoline. How are you even transporting that? I don't. I don't get it. And like not spilling it everywhere. I know. And what are you gonna do with it when you get home? I know. I know. And and half of it's gone, and you've spent money on that. Like that's you're throwing away money. Like that guy's driving five miles an hour on the eight twenty six, which is a terrible, terrible like expressway here in Miami, the Palmetto Expressway. That guy's driving five miles an hour, not to you know, not to lose a drop of you know that two eighty nine you know gasoline. Yeah. It's just it's I, I'm I'm amazed. I'm amazed at people, and um, and it just goes to show you that. We don't, most people don't control their anxiety. Most people don't realize that they don't understand or we have lost the concept of what are our basic needs. So people are frantic to go buy more food than they, than, than they, they buy food to consume more than they usually would in any given day. So catastrophe calories don't count. Right. That's, that's what I hear. (laughs) Tell me more about that. Can you tell me more about the how yeah. catastrophe calories yeah. don't count? Okay, mm-hmm. tell me. Mm-hmm. When you're in a when you're in a fight or flight like response moment, um, because of a natural dis- impending natural disaster, anything that you eat does not get absorbed by the body. Like it, it immediately just gets flushed out. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> It's why you. It's why I was. It's why it's I'm always why. in a catastrophic state, constantly. Then that's that's my life. Um, no, it's no. You're absolutely right about the food thing. Like I and anxiety does the anxiety does a number on people. Obviously, right? Right. Like, and so the way it manifests, I can see it manifesting in me is usually just me like 
knowing like I know better, right? I know how to make good food choices. I know how to make good choices because I'm I, I'm because I do. Like right. you know, I know how to make good choices. And so but the moment that you're in this like catastrophe mode, you know, or like impending natural disaster mode, which is like also something I guess it's just an excuse, right? So I'm at Publix doing. I had to go back to Publix because there was I, things I love that this. I, I did I, not. I've been waiting to get to this part. Okay, so Dave, so David's been dealing with a lot of stress at the at work, and so his like his stress release. One of them is that he likes to enjoy like really good milk chocolate, right? And so the good for when him. I went, I agree. I, I'm, I'm with him on that. And I buy him like very very good quality milk chocolate. I buy these like thin bars, and he like is able to parse them out, like to you know to parcel them out so it's not like he's like gorging himself with like you know large large amounts or like binging on it it's just like this is my little thing so fine and so when i went on wednesday that originally when i had originally gone they didn't have any like they had just run out so i was like well fuck it they didn't have any so i got him something else but now it's no now we're going into this like storm and i think part of the anxiety comes from the unknown of like we don't know if we'll be able to have get supplies. So you stock on about supplies because you don't know how long they're going to be unavailable, right? So there's that mindset too. Um, because right, like when when are they going to restock? They might never like restock. What happens if like the, we might never the have highways water again. get closed, get damaged? Like you know, this storm is supposed to go up and down 95, and 95 is like the major thoroughfare for all supply chain um, in Miami, especially South Florida. So like when you think about that, like where are all those you know. Um, those 16 wheelers with all of those supplies coming from different places going to be able to drive. Like, yeah. Can they take the turnpike? I guess. So can they fly? Maybe, but who knows how long it's going to take to like readjust all of those, all of those logistics. So you plan ahead. And, um, part of the planning ahead was David's like, make sure you get me the chocolate that I wanted. So I said, fine. So I go to Publix, not just for the chocolate, but for other supplies as well. And as I'm like going, going down the candy aisle, I noticed that once again, that chocolate is not in stock. So I text him. I'm like, they don't have your chocolate. So then he gives me another brand and I look for that and they don't have it. And he's like, do not. And he just texts me back. Do not leave Publix without my emergency hurricane chocolate. <laughs> that's, that's the snapshot. I think you, and I was like, <laughs> I got you. And I just started grabbing fists, handfuls. Like I grabbed every bag of bite sized, chocolates that we like they didn't have the one like the bar like you know, the well portion normal no so i just started sn i snatched like three bags of like you know halloween fun size crunches a halloween size bag of kit kat would you be willing uh, to post that picture on our instagram yeah yeah i will i will okay great it was a lot a lot and then i was like well now that we've gone down this rabbit hole we're gonna go down the rabbit hole went back to the snack aisle got the tostitos with lime went all the way to the bakery aisle got the cookie dough go big or go home i was like well fuck it i mean we're already in it so <laughs> we're in it we're in it to win it you know like <laughs> la locura <laughs> listen if you're gonna consume all of those empty calories you might as well consume all of the empty calories if you're yeah. gonna have a bad day make it the most terrible day and then catastrophic yeah like yeah. it's a catastrophe it is it's the fucking end of the world <laughs> like you don't know when you're gonna have this Nestle's crunch bargain we might not have it for you know ever <laughs> you know this my whole plan to live to be 130 is out oh my is god you opened it again <laughs> <laughs> Final answer, I think. I'm pretty sure. Welcome to episode 257. George says he wants to live to 573. 
<laughs> I'm a vampire. Yeah. I just want to be a vampire. I want to be Lestat. You know, that's me. No, I want to be the glittery one. What are that? Edward. That's the one. Um, fuck. No. So yeah. So I. Um, so we bought all this stuff and. Uh, and then, like, he felt better and it was fine. And and now we woke up today and we're no longer in the cone. So I grabbed all the candy out of the out of the refrigerator. I put it into a bag. I'm gonna return everything. Boo. No, dude, we're no longer in a catastrophe. So we have to like readjust our mindset. Well, I think you need to save some for Halloween. No, Halloween will come and we'll do this all over again. Oh, okay. Boo. <laughs> it won't make it. it. Keep it. Keep if, it. No, no, no. I'm a bad influence. No, no. Go return it. You know what I mean. Like if, I do. Of I course I do. If I keep it, I'll eat it. Right. And then, and I cannot. I'm not the person that can look at that vast quantity of like junk food, and um, you know, have a serving size. Right. No. Of course. Because yeah. a serving size is when I'm done eating, and then it's like, okay, we've had the whole bag. Exactly. Okay. So, oh, God damn it. So good. Yeah. Oh, so we didn't prepare at all. And last time there was a hurricane, we were, we, we had no power for eight days. Um, and, but we, you know, I was kind of worried. And then at, and then Lauren came home with like boxes of protein bars. She's like protein bars and water and we will be fine. And I was like, amen, sister. She's right. Yeah. I was like, amen. Let's do it. Let's freeze the Ziploc bags so we can have water, protein bars, and we will be, we will be a-okay. But now we're out of the cone. So I'm just stacked with protein bars for a while. I would, um, I'm down with the protein bars. I would strongly recommend anybody, um, that is like listening to this and is like in an area where a natural disaster could possibly happen to get those empty, drums of water container things they're like they're so worth it yeah they're so 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 worth it it's so easy you don't have to like that's just one less thing it's one of those things like you do it and you buy it and it's like one less thing to worry about right you know like having to like go and get like you know five gallons of water per person per whatever the timeline is it's ridiculous it's crazy it is it is no you might as well and if you have the space to store it you should it's just funny. Go David's like, oh, I need a gallon of distilled water for my CPAP machine. And I was like, Bobby, you're not going to get any kind of water right now. <laughs> oh, fuck. I forgot. Yeah. What do, do you, you think? Do you usually call him Bobby? Huh? Do you call him Bobby? Like for Bobby, real? Bobby, Guy, Bialski. It depends on my mood. Oh, okay. So yeah. which, for which bae. one, for which, which one, for, for which mood? I mean, he's basically Bay. Like I call David Bay. bae. Where did that term come from? The, the internet in like 2010. Did that long, huh? Yeah. Damn, I'm out of it. I don't. What is, was it? Stand it was for boo something before boo was a big one. Yeah, I remember boo. That's where and I left bae. off. That's where I left off. I left off at boo. I never referred to anybody as boo. Nobody's ever referred to me as boo. But I, I remember that era. But the Bay era, like, kind of like all of a sudden, like I remember, like all of a sudden reading it on Instagram, and I'm like, what the fuck does this mean? And then people explain. Well, it's like, well, you know, there is that, you know, youth culture comes up with vernacular all the time. You know, like, do you remember when we were kids and bad came out and all of a sudden bad meant good? And our parents were like, how is bad good? Yeah. And you're like, you don't get it because you're old. Right. Well, now you're old and you exactly. don't get bae. So I don't get bae. So what are or the like ones? Yeet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that either. Is that like excitement? Yeet. Uh, I have I, that one. I don't know. Honestly. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what, now what, they're just what, making up sounds. What did we <laughs> use? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
So we had, I, I, I've heard people still use, well, okay, no, wait, I got to use oh, my point go. of reference. Come on, be a hit, hit, hit me. Okay, I've heard, I, I've heard people still use dope. <laughs> like, you know, oh, that's dope. Okay. Um, I think cool is a, is a standard one. I've never heard anybody use rad. It that was uncool even in our like when we were young. Like that's totally. rad. Yeah, yeah. That was like never cool in my at least for me. That was never. You know, one thing I say a lot. I, I one word I use a lot is jive. I say like, does this jive with that? You know, and and I've had not like, like jive turkey. No, no, not like that. <laughs> Just like does it, does that jive with this? And you know, I've had my sons kind of look at me like, um, okay, no, <laughs> please stop. <laughs> yeah, please stop. And I'm like, you know what? That's from my era, and I'm going to use it. What else? What? what there was so. Hey, yeah. Um, the, yeet. Yeet. Yeah. So sorry. I don't know where where how we ended up there. I just it called my attention. Bay. Oh, David. Bay. Okay. David's so Bay. so so what's the mood when you call him guy? I don't know. It's usually like. Honestly, I'm not aware of that. I do it until I'm doing it. Um, and so like. If I have, if I'm speaking to him like about something serious and I'm trying to make a point, maybe like I def or, or like when I feel like I have to like, this is not th- when I have the feeling of like I needing to inform him or like like or like trying to make a point, I'll call him Bialski. Um, whatever. Um, Bay is usually just like is that's kind of like my that's definitely like my go to for him. Um. Sometimes if I like if if I have the if I have the Cuban in me a little elevated, I'll then I'll use Poppy. Right. Poppy, please. Yeah. Guys, if you don't get it, I'm sorry. I don't know how else to express it. No, but, but this is how you there's learn. different we're levels teaching. of we're my personality, people. and they're all like cultural influence. We all have different levels of our and personality. And so, depending on where I'm at in that moment, that's usually what comes out. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, with same thing, you know, with Lauren, it's 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 honey, it's it's baby. And I definitely don't use bro as much as other people, and I think I make an active like I make an active point not to do it. So, guy usually replaces bro. Like, if someone's like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? I'm usually like, guy, what the fuck are you doing? I like I, I can't get used to using guy but i like the sound i like the sound of it but why not bro why don't you use bro it's such that's that's so miami I, that's probably why really yeah bro. i'll usually see everybody my tendency is to see, if i see a crowd of like a large crowd of people going right i'm like i'm gonna go left okay all right i can see that and so that's we're, we're, we're aries we yeah. do that yeah, no, well, like I, mean, I, not, I look at everything. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's too much going on over there. I'm just gonna kind of. I'm just I mean, gonna I be definitely over here. drop a bro now and then because it's, sometimes there's nothing better. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I the, the the what do you think people from Miami think when they arrive here when they travel from from other places? What do you think? Is Wait, there? what? Ask that question again because I I. Don't under say it again. What do you think people think of Miami when they come and visit here? Where are they coming from? Let's say the Midwest. Um, I think they male or female. Wow, uh, female, female. Okay, uh, a Midwest girl comes to Miami for the first time. Is she by herself or is she coming with like a group of her friends? Like a group of girls come to Miami for spring break. 
Is that what we're talking about? Or are we talking about like a group of like, uh, like late, like, are we talking like a group of girls during spring break? Are we talking a group of girls for like a bachelorette? Are we talking about a group of girls for like a divorcee party? What are we talking about? Because you're not giving me, I need an age. Wow. Um, I would say, let's go with the divorcee party. Okay. I'm going to get me some hot dick. <laughs> I'm going to party all night and YOLO. Okay. And what do you, but like, I mean, what do you think they think of Miamians when they get here? Hot dick, party all night, YOLO. Got it. And it's South Beach, and it's the club, and I'm going to wear a naked dress, and I'm going to like let my tits out because my man didn't, my man's a fucking piece of shit, and I'm going to like, and I'm a hot bitch, and all my friends are hot bitches, and we're all going to be hot bitches together, Miami, hot dick, YOLO, South Beach. <laughs> yeah. Okay, how about somebody from the Midwest who comes here and they they it's they're in let's say uh, thirty five and over and they moved here because of uh, of a job. Oh, they live here. Yeah, now they live here. Do they have friends here? No. Do they know anybody here? No. Uh, male or female? Let's go with female. Uh, what kind of work am I in? PR. Um. Probably not as like YOLO because they got to live here, but definitely like got to go out parties, connections, networks, find my people, find my tribe. Um, does the person CrossFit? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. They will. Um, so they'll realize they'll have what to kind of fitness, what, what, what kind of fitness. Okay. My name is Kelsey. I'm 35. I just moved to Miami. I'm in PR. Um, I probably work at like a tour, some sort of tourism thing. So maybe I work at like, you know, Royal Caribbean. Um, and I'm going to, I gotta do, do I go to Equinox? Is that where I work out? Yeah. Okay. And then I probably live in, do I live in Brickle? Yeah. Okay, so then I you I will probably like find people at my job that I relate to. But what do you think they think of the like the culture here? Like the do you think they that they think we speak weird? That we have that our accents are are no, being I think, that we're in the know, same country. I, being I, that we're in the same country, right? I, I think people that will come here um, and like they'll f- I, depends on how. Depends on how willing they are to travel outside of, you know, their niches. Um, so do I think that most I think most people I think most people in general, regardless of where you're from um, and where you're going, they look for familiar familiarity, yeah. you know, or things that are similar to where they came from. Um because that's like a safe zone for them, right? Yeah. And so in order like you don't you already have enough things being shaken up by like moving to a new city, not knowing anybody and starting a new job. So you tr- try to find the things that make the most amount of sense or the things that you can you find that you understand quickly. Um and so you'll find someone who like is probably looks like you and sounds like you um and maybe who's been there for a little bit longer and they can like take you under their wing and you guys hang out for a bit and you go like happy hours together and you go out to dinners together, you go out on the weekends together, you do the beach thing together you find some uh, find someone who has a boat always find someone who has a boat i'm on a boat and then you're on a boat and then all your friends back home are like fuck she's kelsey's living her best life <laughs> she's on a boat and it's like you know it's february right 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 um and 
You know, maybe I don't think that those I don't think that they usually travel outside of that of those areas, you know, mm-hmm. and get to see like all of like the nitty gritty of Miami. Right. Um, you know, it's you know why I'm asking <laughs> these questions? Why? Because I think Miamians have something very interesting. We love Miami, but we hate Miami. Well, loving to hate something is like something that we can all get behind. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Good, good point. And it's it's so funny because I c- consistently hear Miamians talk about, I wish I could live somewhere else. I wish I lived in California. I wish I lived here. I wish I lived there. And it's easier to move out of Miami because we're one of the most expensive cities in the country. So it's it's actually, you know, it's very feasible to move to another part of the country. Uh, maybe not California, which is super expensive, and you know, but but there are other areas where it is more affordable to live than it is in Miami. So we do have the options, but yet we choose to stay here. And like we're going through this hurricane or this hurricane warning or watch or whatever. Now we're out of the cone. Yay! Once again, we we established that earlier, but but we we have to deal with things like hurricane season. We have to deal with the craziness associated with it, and then we get to that question: like, man, why do I live here, dude? You know? Because in February, when the rest of the country sucks ass and is covered in like that shit called snow, here it's God's weather. Mm. In what way? What do you mean? In what way? You know exactly what way. I do, but maybe our listeners don't. Well, then what, they should come down and visit and yes. figure it out. It is the most gorgeous place to live in the world. It really is. There isn't is. It? I have. I haven't been all over the world. Um, but I've seen a lot of really beautiful places and Miami is on par with them. There's a reason why they, that, that, that the city is as diverse as it is and it has as many, like as much industry as it does, you know? Um, yes, you know, there's like three, maybe now four months out of the year that is like unbearably hot and makes it very, very difficult. But everywhere in Miami has central AC. True. You know, and that's why when I go to places and I'm like, why is there no air conditioning? People are like, oh, well, it's only three months out of the year. I'm like, yeah, but why would you suffer through heat when you can get an air conditioner? (laughs) Like maybe just Miami, we know better and we've learned better. Like, but I have never lived in a place without AC. I would never never live in a place without AC. Ever. I mean, when we were without power for eight days, two years ago for Irma, like I, I, I developed a routine because human beings, we are adaptable. And it's one of the strongest qualities you can have as a human being. And what I would do is I would fall asleep at 10 o'clock and I would wake up at two in the morning sweating, right? I'd go to my car. I'd turn on the car. I'd turn on the AC in the car. I'd sleep there from two in the morning to about four in the morning. And I'd come back in refreshed and go back to sleep and then go from four to whenever it was time for me to wake up. Right. And but the, 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 the common denominator there is I had to get some AC. I had to get some air conditioning at some point. Uh, I don't know. Never looked into one guy. There it is. Guy, bro. Guy. But bro. Guy, like you live in Miami. It's 2000. We're going to be in 2020. I know. Hurricanes are coming more and more and more and more every year. Like at a minimum. You should have a generator. I know. I guess since just to hook up, like, like, because you could literally hook up a portable AC unit into your. And I having last year we did this. I mean, during Irma we did this. Uh, We got a generator and we were able to hook up a couple of little devices, and it made it made surviving that on that 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 moment more bearable. More bearable. 
Yeah, I think when we move and we, and we buy our new house, then the generator is going to be part of it. I mean, you can whatever. I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm just saying. No, but tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay, <laughs> you can buy a generator and you can take it with you. That's true. I'm not saying that you get to buy like an in-home generator um, to power your entire house or. But like you can have a portable generator. You can. That's true. Connect like the refrigerator and like the AC unit to your bedroom. <laughs> I, it's right. Your generator. Right. Right. But the, 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 then I have to be that guy that goes to the gas station and has to fill up the containers. Dude, you're the guy that wakes up at two in the morning and sleeps in his car. That's true. Good How point. is that, that different? Fair. Fair. Very fair. Very, very accurate. Very fair. Absolutely. Guy, you know me so well. <laughs> I mean, you're already doing it. I know. <laughs> David had this. David's amazing. Um, and he had this system all like mapped out where we would have. I mean, we had the generator basically running 24 um, seven. And he would like wake up in the morning very, very early. Go to the gas station. This is after the hurricane, right? So we don't have power. We were out without power for like three weeks. So we go to the gas station. We he he fill, loads up all of our little tanks of gases. And then he gets breakfast, like some scrambled eggs, some toast, some coffee con leche. Brings it all home. Goes outside. Fills the generator up with gasoline. Um, and then has like the reserve tanks. Then takes the two other tanks, puts them in the front because he knows in the afternoon he's have to do the same thing. Wow. And it's like that just that was the routine and he, so that the generator could run so that because the thing is that David had to go to work. My office was without power. So we were run, we were doing like this. We, we, we were running everything on a remote system. So I was working from home basically like off my phone. Right. So like the generator like had like uh, it had the, the refrigerator, it had the portable AC unit and it had like a charging station. So I'm like basically attached to this one little part of the house with like all the dogs all day long. Cause the other thing that people don't tell you is like you survive this, you survive the, the storm. But what ends up happening afterwards is you have people roaming the streets of Miami looking for opportunities to break into houses. Right. Oh yeah. I forgot. You I forgot you know? about that. And yeah. so it's like all of a sudden, like I remember we were on this, we were at our, we were, we were like at the house and all, there was a moment where all three of the dogs charged the front door with a growl that I literally had never heard before. Wow. And it's like, and sure enough, it, 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 it started to get around the neighborhood that there was people like walking the streets, just like looking into people's windows, checking to see who's home and who's not. And right, it was looking like, for it's those crimes of opportunity, you know? Yeah. Um, and so David's like, well, we can't leave the house unguarded. Because the moment, I mean, there was a, there was an incident where the a woman left her house to go get gas for her generator, and in the ten minutes she was gone, someone broke in and stole all her shit. That is crazy. crazy. It's fucking crazy. So then it's like, okay, now we're in this like, you know, you're in this like this this other world of you know of what Miami usually is. It's like totally different. It's like a different version of Miami. And you gotta like watch out for your shit. And so you know, while David's like going to the clinic and dealing with like. You know, making sure that operations continue because they're twenty four seven at his animal clinic. I'm at home making sure that no one breaks into our house. Oh, right. So it's like we're there. I'm there. I got the dogs like on high alert. Like I'm like managing things on my phone. And you know, we had this little system of him having to go to the and doing the generator stuff all day long, and it became like a new normal. A new you know? normal. Yeah, we we adapt. 
you know. We but had we had the generator. That's what I'm saying. Like right. no one had to go to the fucking car at two o'clock in the morning. Right. I was hoping. I was hoping it wouldn't come back around to that, but it did. <laughs> yeah. There it is. <laughs> I was like, avoid. I was like, let's see how far we can take this so it doesn't come back around to that. But yeah, that's guilty, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm gonna get a generator. I think you should. I think I should. I, I think, think if you one. have shutters, you should have a generator. It's a good point. And maybe two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do that. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's let, switch gears a little bit and, and, and update. How, how, how was the nutrition this week? Um, I would, it's as close to consistent as I've been since, uh, since the year started. Okay. Really. Okay. Good. Um, it wasn't perfect, um, but I um, I was able. To, I logged I logged my meals every single day. Good. Um, I was making decisions based on my nutritional logging, so like I would see where I was. Like I I was basically eating kind of like whatever I wanted to, and before I started counting macros, I was using um, I, was, I had a nutritionist. His name is Dan Martin, and he's the owner of CrossFit Three Hundred Five, yeah. and he also has a nutrition program called the Dan Plan. What's up, Dan? And it's a really great way to like lock in um, healthy eating habits um, and also like quality ingredients, mm. right? And so when I first went to him, it's because I wanted to like do a weight cut into the lower weight class of my, of weightlifting, um, and I didn't feel like I wanted to track macros anymore because I, I felt like that was too fatigued by that. So his way of doing it is like you do measure your foods, but it's not like you're counting protein, carbs, and fat. You're just um, counting. You're just like allotting different foods at different times a day. So it's like you eat five meals a day. You you eat most of your carbs during the day, and then most of your fat at night. So that, and through that, you're supposed to like lose weight, and your body composition improves, and you know you get six pack abs, nice. all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. And. Um, and it's a really good program for somebody who like doesn't understand or doesn't know how how to eat for mm. you know for body composition for weight loss and for performance but having been through like having been through like wag before and having been doing this for as long as i've been doing this like i have a good understanding of doing it um, and so when my time uh, commitment expired i didn't re-enroll um, because for i just I really, I'm a person who like will work with macros better because I do have enjoy a flexible eating lifestyle. Mm. Um, I'm not gonna be the person who's ever gonna be able to eat perfectly or like um, to have a restricted diet where it's like you only eat these foods on this approved list. Um, because I like pizza and I like so Snickers. Do I, oh gosh! And and I'm okay with not. And I'm okay with what that means. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so absolutely. when I've already having decided that I don't give a fuck about you know cutting right to a lower weight class, right? And I don't care to do this weightlifting thing at that level anymore. And like really making peace with that, I was like, okay, well now that that's off the table, I can like it was. First of all, it was a huge relief. Like I, I can just imagine. Feel, oh, it was so good. Um, and it's now like a weight it's like, lifted off your shoulders, right? Full, it's like less yeah. one less posted on your and now on if your I head. Can, if I can, yes, all of those things. And if the goal is consistency, I think macros allows me to counting my macros is, is an easier way of being consistent. Um, and I know that like I need to have like a good good quality like vegetables and like all these things. And so I would be able. There was a lot of like there was a lot of healthy eating habits that I was able 
to establish through Dan Plan, particularly when it comes to cooking. Um, and like now I like I understand how to do all those things. So now it's just a matter of tracking and and it's been good. Like honestly, like it's it was a good week. I'm ex- good. I'm happy. I haven't gotten on the scale to do any kind of like weight weight weighing in or weighing to check anything. Um, Your food, you mean? No, like my body. Oh, like you have a scale? Weight. Yeah. Man, I threw mine I out. Mean, guy, I, I was a weightlifter Bro. for the longest time. So Bro. Like, and David still got wants to get on the scale. Oh, and I okay. think, you know, for some... I it's threw a mine metric. out, man. Did you really? No, no, no. I just yeah. took the batteries out of okay, it. Yeah. I took the batteries out of it, so like I'm not tempted to use it. And like you know, it's if it's there, I jump on it. And nothing happens. It's, it's one a of those mind digital. fuck for me, so I haven't yeah. gone on it, but okay. it's there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I um, I was sick this week. Well, George and I didn't work out together this week, and this upcoming week is going to be challenging as well. So definitely missed you. I missed you this week. I know. Um, missed working out with you this week. But look at and how much we have to talk about. I now. know. I know. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I I was sick this week. I I didn't feel my best. I I still went to work out Monday, Tuesday. I took Wednesday off. Um, it was there Thursday. It was there Friday. Um, and I went today, but um, but I wasn't feeling my best either of them. Like today was the first day I felt more, a little bit more like myself. But like yesterday, two minutes before the wad started, I had I still had cold sweats, you know, and my energy was just you know like we had rope climbs on Thursday and and my body gave out on me in the third round of rope climbs. Like I couldn't hold myself up. It was really really weird. So my diet got weird too with it because when you're sick, it just you know you crave different foods and you're kind of thrown off with that but yesterday i um i i played a gig and i was hungry after the gig as usual and um and i was and and lauren and i had taco bell after the gig okay but i didn't have a lot of it um and i was very happy with my choices and i don't feel bad about it um and i logged it and it was still within my macros range believe it or not and that made me feel better about it and i just think that it's never going to be perfect and and i think that's one cheat meal because i didn't do bad this week i just didn't measure monitor or anything like that uh but um but i i you know i'm, I'm happy with it but i and then this upcoming week is going to be weird too uh so I, I hope i hope we can wad together at some point this week you know yeah i would love to for us to do that barbell workout the wadapalooza wad four workout together oh that's right did you sign up for the wadapalooza no, challenge I didn't. oh okay damn it uh, i was kind of hoping you were gonna no. say okay All soul right. did get first place in signups though so okay good well done for that yeah thank okay. you so now we can get some like free equipment i appreciate I'm happy that yeah i'm glad perfect. you guys did that for us yeah the eight you're welcome yeah <laughs> <laughs> When are we going to do it? When are we going to do it? I don't know now with this Monday. Monday? The storm's not coming to Miami. That's right. That's right. So there's no reason to believe that there's going to be any change in scheduling. Yeah, but but it's still Labor Day and they're on a limited schedule. Yeah, but aren't you going to go? I don't know if I can. Okay, well, we'll talk about that. Okay, we're going to talk about that. So, well, guys, this was our hurricane. What's the name of the hurricane again? Dorian. Moaka on Dorian. Moaka on... Dorian feels yes, Dorian feels, and talking about how or that's what. That's a really good drag name, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the stage, Dorian Fields, <laughs> but like Fields of Gold, right. not or maybe Dorian Fields, sexy like F E E L S. It could work either way. Yeah, it could work either way. Um, yeah, I mean, this is our take on Hurricane Prep, the her- overall hurricane experience living in Miami. Sharing that, I'm sure, our locals will appreciate the things we have. To- 
say and the people who are listening to us learned a little bit more what it's like to live in Miami and deal with hurricanes and the anticipation of having to wait for the hurricane to arrive and the craziness that goes along with that. I'm curious, anybody who like listens to this that is on like... I guess it would be on the the entire Atlantic coast because Miami is not the only place that deals with hurricanes. But if you're hearing this and and you relate to it and you happen to be in, you know, the northern part of Florida, Jacksonville or like in Savannah, Georgia or in the North Carolina, in the Carolinas, uh, you know, shoot us a DM or shoot us a comment and let us yes, know. Please. Is it the same over there as it is here? I mean, because we I like to I mean, I believe that the, the that the Hispanic culture has a very fiery, hot, passionate way of living. And that could be a tribute to some of the locura, the craziness. La locura. But, you Bro. know, it maybe it's not. I don't think it's, you know, that we own it all. No, of so course let not. us know. Yeah, let us know. I mean, please, you let know. Let us know, folks. People people Up have reached out to us. We have some interesting topics coming up. People that things that I've had people say, "Hey, why don't you talk about this? Why don't you talk about that?" And I'm I'm definitely uh, making notes of everything cuz we're here to have the talks. We we are going to have these talks. And there's some interesting topics that have uh, that, you know, George and I are going to be discussing, but some people have approached me on some things and I'm like, "Huh." I'm like, "I okay, we can we can do that." We can do that. Uh, I've also just, I'm really grateful that we are making an impact. And it might be on a small scale right now, but I feel amazing when somebody, and it's not, it doesn't matter how I feel, but it it feels amazing that when somebody walks up to me and says, you know, I've been going through this, or I've been going through this medical issue, or I've been going through this emotional issue, and I'm actually talking about it. And I'm actually being more vocal about it and doing something about it. And it's because you guys are making this okay to talk about. And I've got, I've had people tell me that. And I, you know, because we, we do the work, we put out these episodes and there's always a little bit of, you know, doubt, like, okay, are we saying things that is just everybody kind of already knows and does already? Or are we, I mean, are we, are we being super innovative? Are we not? But then, you know, when people approach you and say, Hey, thank you. You know, then I love it. I love that. I mean, any kind of if I can if I can help, you know, break down someone's barriers um, or stigmas uh, to things that they feel like are, you know, that you don't talk about or communication is everything like any information is everything. You know, living a life of ignorance to me is like living a life with blinders on. And you already know how I feel about that. Right. And so any kind of any kind of work or energy that I can do to help offset that um, and relieve somebody of, you know, of that of of those feelings to me is like it feels great. Like I know how it feels when I do it for myself. I know how it feels when people have helped me do it. So to yeah. be able to give that back to the world and have it being received. I mean, that's everything. Yeah. And not to mention that. You know, for those that have expressed that or feel this way, this the, um, understand that George and I go through it too. Like I feel much better after we have these talks, after yeah. these episodes. Uh, you know, it's um, you know, I I just my week is better. Everything is better, right? And uh, so so we're going through it too. We're having these talks, you know, with you. We're experiencing this with you. So it's really awesome. Like I I love it. Like I feel so I feel I look forward to recording. I always look forward to these talks. So that's another thing that just we're going this with you as well. We feel the same thing that you guys are feeling as well. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. 
So where can they find on that note? Where can they find this, George? Well, you can find this podcast on Instagram at Malaka Media. You can find me on Instagram at at George I Sanchez. And they can follow you on Instagram at Carlos Escanilla underscore LMHC. And we look forward to hearing more from all of you. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much, guys. Look forward to next week. Bye. Bye.